Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Michelle Simpson at Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale at L. Leatherdale, Beauties and the Beast, Catherine, like I said, WorkingCanadians.ca, Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and seatmate to Justin Trudeau when they sat in opposition, and uh, Linda is Vice President for Cambria Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, Beauties and the Beast. You guys want to stay with that title, huh? Darn right. Oh, gosh. The older I get, the more I love it. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Good thing so it's why do radio. we? Uh, what's, the, what's that? Good thing it's radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say every weekend. Um, <laughs> let's start with this this wild week of ours. And uh, what do we start with? Do we start with the quotes resignation of Bill Morneau? Or do we start with the prorogation of uh, Parliament? Why don't we ask the former parliamentarian to kick us off? Michelle, what do you say? What's the first What's the first issue to you? Well, I think chronologically it should be Morneau uh, stepping down, supposedly. Um, but I don't believe he's going to be the only casualty by any means. That said, the pr- prorogation... And I've read what Catherine said about this, and I agree. It, it is a normal, it really is, a normal parliamentarian act in, in the scheme of things. It's just been used the same way, frankly, I thought Harper used it when there was going to be a confidence vote, and he used it simply for political purposes to avoid getting taken down. And I think that that's exactly what... Uh, Justin Trudeau's done. Don't, yeah. yeah uh, by the way, when it comes to Morneau uh, r- resigning, it's uh, stepping down. I think you said, Michelle. I think Catherine. That's kind of like here. Let me kick the ch- chair out from under you. She stepped down. <laughs> don't, don't let the door hit you on the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. You just have to look at the look on Morneau's face at his press conference to know he was walking the plank. Uh, and what killed me was people said, oh, they had a difference of opinion. And Morneau suddenly becomes a fiscal conservative overnight when he sat in that chair for five years, and spe- most of which was with a growing economy and spent like, you know, like mad. So, I mean, he d- of course he didn't resign. But on the proroguing, the thing that got me, Michelle, what you're referring to there was a tweet I sent out. Yeah, it is, it is a tool that all governments have used. Kretchen used it yep. when the, um, the sponsorship scandal was getting a little too close to the bone, and he prorogued the House. What bugged me about it was the hypocrisy of the liberals making a, fe- making a huge case out of Harper having prorogued the House when, of course, they do exactly the same thing all the time. So, I, you know, a pox on all their houses. I'm not forgiving any of them here, but, you know, the, the hypocrisy was that they made such a big deal when liberals have done this time and time again. Linda, what do you think now when we talk about Bill Morneau? And we've all been talking about the fact that he you know, spent a heck of a lot of money and, uh, you know, we, there's been a lot of criticism of Bill Morneau. I was thinking over the last couple of days, just looking at the last, you know, 72, 96 hours, I wonder how many fights he actually had with the PMO, with Justin Trudeau, with others in the cabinet who wanted to spend a hell of a lot more money, as we understood they wanted to do during the uh, during COVID. Is that a legitimate question to ask? Do you think that maybe Morneau had a had a battle to 
keep it within the boundaries that he did, or am I just uh, am I just being kind after his well, departure? I'm just being kind, I would like to think that with his Bay Street experience, etc., that yeah, he might be concerned with look at trillion dollars in debt and new green initiatives and on and on it goes. But first of all, I want to say he didn't resign. And I came down Lake Ontario in a bathtub. He was definitely, as Catherine says, walking the plank. And I thought Tweedledee and Tweedledum were, you couldn't separate them. They're attached at the hips. And so, come on, here's what I want to get out, Roy. What more can there be from this wee scandal that they don't want us to know about? And to parole Parliament, I'm disgusted. And I think it's a tool that I think all taxpayers in this country should look at and say maybe we should get rid of that tool. Because if there's any time that we need responsible government and not playing these games with us, and we need accountability of taxpayers' money, it's right now with this crisis. Michelle, what happens with the $37 billion change to CERB and EI, which would, interestingly, was announced two days after the proroguing of Parliament and not prior to, um, what, what, do you, what do you make of that particular plan? Oh, that, that's smoke and mirrors. That's trying to soften any uh, blowback on prorogation and the same way the dumping, the document dump went. They did it at the very last minute. It's all being orchestrated. But I honestly, I believe this will come back. But, Michelle, you know, $30 billion smoke and mirrors, that's an awful lot of our money (laughs) being considered smoke and mirrors. In in my view, what what it is is, you see, they have announced, they've they've dangled the candy in front of so many Canadians who are already on CERB or, you know, they're transitioning to this new EI, which is utterly ridiculous, work for three weeks and collect EI for six months. Come on! This is a, a disincentive to work like we've never seen it. We well, know. Well, Catherine, already. this this is a this is this is this is the this is here's the throne speech. Here's what That's we're going right. to do. Now go ahead. I dare you to call an election, force an election. Right. I was just going to say that, and then if the opposition dare. To, to say, no, no, we think that's out of line, and it's majorly out of line, then, you know, they're going to do that. And frankly, they're also talking about overhauling our entire social, they haven't got into details, but, you know, they're talking about this massive new change, and they're not willing to put it in a platform and run in an election on it? I mean, we might as well be in Russia where Putin poisons everybody, you know? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> the night of the long That's nights. What we're talking about no democracy. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at when you look at the thirty-seven billion dollars. We have to remember that is added to the three hundred and forty-three billion dollar deficit and the trillion dollar de- national debt. This we just we don't have the money. Yves Giroux, who's on this program, I've said it several times. The uh, parliamentary budget officer said on the air and just two weeks ago, we can do this once. What they did during the uh, COVID uh, pandemic, you know, initial relief effort, but we can't do it a second time. We cannot do it again. He said so. Catherine, do you have a favorite? You're a member of the party, and what do you think the immediate objective of the party is going to be? Uh, will knocking the prorogation into the ditch be the be, be effort number one? Well, they can't. They can't do that. That's how. No, I mean, I mean, figuratively. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. well, number one, and this is the same for any party after a leadership is reuniting the party because there's always naturally there's always fights, right? No matter who, 
no matter which party you're talking about, which is the nature of a leadership contest, which is fine. So that'll be numero uno. But yeah, uh, uh, this, frankly, this prorogation at least, <laughs> mind you, we didn't have much parliament to pr- prorogue anyway, right? It really wasn't functioning much anyway. But I think there'll be, you know, that, that, that will, the, the next few weeks, that five week period, uh, leading up to September 23rd will be, uh, when they really have to get their act together. Uh, they're gonna have to, I mean, Pierre Poilev has been stellar on the whole we thing as well as some other issues. And, you know, a, a lot of the prorogation, of course, was, and then Michelle, you were alluding to this earlier, uh, was th- that all these documents were coming out about we and, and the dirt. Most of them were, were redacted, you know, were, uh, terribly. The information was blacked out. But even, even what wasn't blacked out was so incredibly damning and implicating even more liberals in this whole massive uh, disgusting, corrupt scam. So I think those will be the issues that they've got to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But, it, well, it depends, too. Peter McKay doesn't have a seat in the House right now. So That's right. should he win, and he's, you know, he is one of the front runners, Aaron O'Toole. They, mind you, anything can always happen with these things, but it's likely to be one of the two of them. And Peter McKay is going to have to figure out how he gets a seat in the House of Commons, because look what yeah. happened to... Not uh, the first time. It happened Judge to Gretchen. Remember, it happened to Gretchen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's happened a number of... Mulroney, yeah. I don't think, had a seat either, as a matter of fact. But anyway, yeah, it could be. he'll have to figure that one out, because he needs to be in the House. No, He can't okay. do what Singh did, which was cool his heels for, you know, months and months, and, and so was very ineffective. And mind you, he's still ineffective, right. but that's another story. Michelle, what do you see uh, happening with the... With, what do you expect from the Conservative Party? And you know a lot of the players still in the Liberal Party. How do you expect them to respond to whoever the new Conservative Party leader is going to be. Will they react to the Conservatives, or do they have their, their course charted now and they're not going to swing left, right, or anywhere? They're just going to follow their their direction, their compass point. I think they're going to follow uh, Justin Trudeau, and I don't believe that they're going to kowtow or try to make nice with the Conservatives. That's my personal opinion. Um, that said, uh, I'd, it's a bit of a gift to Catherine's point, that, you know, there's, there is prorogation, and there's five weeks. It's not a long time, but they have time to pull it together, because I, my personal feel is that we are being set up for a fall election, and the throne speech will trigger it. Well, Mr. Singh is going to have some serious thinking to do and a decision to make because if it's if the conservatives in the block agree then it's up to uh, the ndp they will either cause an election or they'll avoid one and there's going to be there's going to be blowback from canadians sorry Catherine. let me yep. just ask linda a question here quickly yep. linda do you believe and I, I want to change horses again in midstream do you believe that justin trudeau might be in some difficulty as far as leadership of the party is concerned. I believe there are grumblings. Um, and I believe that he's running scared, and um, he's become autocratic uh, in his approach, I believe. Um, we talked on your show, Roy. Did this, we thought he might be trying to get out of this, right, because maybe the, the heat is on. <laughs> but now, and I agree with uh, Michelle, I think we're leading up to a fall election, which I'm just going to ask every Canadian out there, can we afford this right now? Um, or can we not afford it? <laughs> tough times. And, you know, nobody said it. 
Catherine, Michelle, is it O'Toole or is it McKay? Um, me personally, I, I, I don't know whether I want to go on a limb, but I think it might be Peter McKay, but you're right, he has to get his seat if he yeah. Catherine, within, uh, within the Liberal Party, now we, we've seen the, uh, the ejection of Jody Wilson-Raybould. We've seen the ejection of Jane Philpott. We've seen now, most recently, the, this week, the ejection of Bill Morneau. They have been, uh, those are very powerful people who were in that cabinet. Is, do you believe, you know, the, ins, the internal structures of political parties, is there a faction in that Liberal Party that really wants to get Trudeau out, or is he secure? Well, he's, he's still there, and I've always said, as long as he's still there. By the way, let's not forget Jane Philpott, Scott Bryson. I mean, a lot of, you know, with friends like Trudeau, who needs enemies, right? Because these are all bosom buddies until they're not, uh, often nanoseconds later. I mean, Trudeau said he, he had full confidence in the finance minister about 10 days ago, and then whoops, walking the plank. So I, I think uh, I agree with Michelle. I think there's there's got to be dissent in the party right now. But as long as he's in the PM seat, he wields an enormous amount of power. And I think of that MP from the Whitby area, um, Celine Chavez. What was it, Chavez? Cesar Chavez. Yeah, Chavez. That's yeah. hyphenated last name, Chavez. Chavez. Anyway. When, when she said she wasn't running again, I'll never forget that, he had a big conversation where he screamed at her, told mm-hmm. her she g- should be grateful for everything he did for her. I mean, this guy is a major narcissist. And I, I think once he's gone and once he doesn't wield the power, because as long as he does, they're going to stay in line. But when they see what he does to his so-called friends... Uh, everybody's got to be watching their back, and I okay. would wager the stories will be massive when he's out of power. And I have no one longer. minute. I have one minute here, Michelle. You sat with him many times. Question period. He was your seatmate. Is he in trouble? Does he I recognize think, what's I think going he on? Is. I, I really and truly think he is. They'll go so far, and that's it. And I think he's pushed the line. Yeah, this is what has, I've been thinking this. In fact, I made a, uh, a wild bet with a, with a friend, um, right after the election. I said, by the time the next election rolls around, had no idea we we're going to have COVID and everything else that's happened. I bet a hundred dollars and, and lunch that Trudeau would not be the leader of the Liberal Party come the next, uh, federal election. So I have a little, <laughs> a little something at stake here. <laughs> but, but, Conflict but I, of I, interest. Uh? Conflict of interest. No, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, I'm being open about it. Uh, I, I really think that the man has inter- enemies inside the party, and I've talked to a few people off the record, and and there's not all, it's not all shiny and, uh, and glossy there. The sunny ways and sunny days are done. Yep. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.